Hello, is this on? I guess not, huh? My name is Kathleen. I'm a compulsive overeater and the leader for your meeting. Please, hi everyone. Please join me in the serenity prayer. Uh, God, grant me the courage, serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Before we begin, we ask that all cell phones and other electronic equipment be turned off. Even if you think it's off, please check again for us. Uh, The opinions expressed here today are those of individual OA members and do not represent Region 2 or Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. OA members are reminded when sharing to speak to your recovery in the program of of Overeaters Anonymous only. To protect our anonymity, no photography, audio, or visual recording is allowed. If there is press in the room, please do not take any unauthorized pictures or identify anyone using their full name. There will be audio recordings of this workshop, which you may purchase outside in the foyer. Uh, now, now I will call our speaker, and our speaker will share for 20 minutes, followed by five minutes of Ask It Basket questions, finishing up with open sharing. Uh, so please welcome G. Hi, my name is G, and I'm a compulsive eater. Hi, everybody. Um, So, I guess I don't have to do anything else except sit here and talk to you. I'm going to read it because I'm kind of a shy guy. Well... I'm a compulsive eater and a strong, grateful retread. I have been back in the program six years in July. My abstinence is four and three quarters years, one day at a time. Weight loss is nearly 50 pounds, thanks to my higher power. When I first came to these rooms in 1989, I did not know that OA could help me with my food issues. I had only heard this from my therapist and that that was how she had lost 100 pounds. I thought, 12 steps? I'm an excellent student. That'll be a snap. I can probably do it in six steps. Did I mention that I thought I controlled everything? Well, I ran through the steps again and again, but I was looking for weight loss, not sanity. I was looking for a smaller clothing size, not serenity. What I've learned since I've been back to the program is that the words in the 12 steps are true. Those words actually mean something to me now. It took me a whole year to work step one, but my sponsor kept saying, it's not a contest, keep coming back. And eventually I learned 
that acknowledging my powerlessness with food was the door to freedom, and a few pounds fell off. Very casual, no drama. Back in uh, 89, I thought I had the God-Goddess thing figured out, but I didn't need my sanity restored. My brain said I hadn't lost it, so step two was going to be easy-peasy for me. I thought I knew more about how to work the program than the brilliant people who devised it. I didn't know that HP is different from the god or goddess of my childhood. So my sponsor said, if you could just design someone who would always help you in all your struggles with life on life's terms, go write about that. Write about how it would be. The writing was long and arduous, but I felt so good after doing it, like I was enough. And I, became, I came to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to the sanity that I had lost in my obsession with food. I found that I could go about my day and I didn't have to eat every hour or so before there, like, like before there was program in my life. And sometimes a problem would need to be solved and I could do it without munching on something. I could connect with my higher power. There was a time in my life when a certain food I was using would make me seriously ill. Several times I was taken to the hospital because I ate so much of this stuff that I was doubled up over in pain. I was confused, but it never occurred to me that I might be eating too much. The doctors called it PMS, but I have learned that it was called overeating. And then there was this little part in the front of this that I didn't read because they told me to do it up there in the book, but they didn't say. Um, I'm a strong, grateful retread. I've been back in the program for six years. Oh, I think I did tell you that. Well, I don't know what I lost my place, so I'll go back. <laughs> okay, I can laugh at myself. So it was called overeating, what I was doing with that food. I learned it from making a conscious decision to turn my life and my will over to a power greater than myself as I understood that power. Wow. That particular food was lifted off my plate. I woke up one morning and I literally could not eat that food. Now, mind you, I had stopped eating it compulsively, which was a miracle in itself. Some would have been happy with that, and I was, but not my higher power. HP made this item not appear to be food any longer, and I'm so grateful for that. Several other foods have been lifted since then, and I believe one is actually wavering right now. I admit my brain occasionally finds there will be nothing, thinks there will be nothing left for me to choose from, but that is the right time to turn it over to HP. As long as I'm eating three moderate day meals per day with life in between, I can't ask for anything better. Whatever foods stop appearing as food to me, I accept 
willingly because I believe HP knows what is best for me. In divine time, not my time, I am learning to let go of all the wreckage of the past, all the scary, sad, traumatic terrors that can, that can fall away, freeing me to experience the happy and joyous movements moments that come from this program. So I take the first three steps every morning when I get up and occasionally in the car on the way to the doctor. Focusing on steps one, two, and three helps me get grounded in the program each day so I can stay healthy with my food. Today I choose not to eat self-destructively. I am so grateful for the opportunity to change how I relate to my family and others. You have helped me see that people, I don't have to hide from people anymore because they might harm me. I no longer need to choose food for my friend. Food is fuel and it has a beginning, a middle, and an end on a daily basis. I used to get in so much trouble with people. Trauma, trickery, and terror were what I was brought up with. I was so frightened by my family of origin that I packed a bag and left home at the tender age of three. I put my clothes in a little train case and went out the front door as the sun was setting on a Los Angeles day. Can you believe nobody stopped me? I was, walk, I was walking and walking whatever seemed, seemed like forever, probably a couple of blocks. Soon I began to smell various foods being cooked for, my din for dinner. They smelled good, and my three-year-old self was getting hungry. She was suddenly very tired and sat down on the case to think even then, HP took care of me. What finally caused me to head home was the thought that even though I was certain the grocery store across the street would hire me as a cashier, it occurred to me that I wouldn't be tall enough to carry out the task. I was so sad, but I would have to go home and wait until I could grow enough to reach the cash register. I was taunted when I got back, but by the time I was 18 years old, I was an excellent cashier. Since I've been back in the program, I've discovered what it means to me to make a searching and fearless moral inventory of myself. I've admitted to HP, myself, and another human the exact nature of my wrongs. I've learned what it means to be entirely ready to have a higher power remove what I refer to as unskillful means. Then I began to understand humility, which enables me to work with others. It's not always pretty, but I no longer hide my feelings in the food. <laughs> and I don't have to run away from them. That brings me to taking personal inventory and when I'm wrong, promptly, promptly admitting it. I no longer ask HP to do me favors if I'm good. I ask for the knowledge of the power 
to carry out the next right thing. HP makes the choice of what that is. For today, my next right thing is to carry the message that I have a spiritual awakening as a result of the 12 steps and try to practice these principles in all my affairs. That is how I came to understand the words at the bottom of the page of page 106 in the OA 12 and 12. And here are those words. Those of us who live this program don't simply carry the message. We are the message. Each day that we live well, we are well. And we embody the joy of recovery, which attracts others who want what we found in OA. We're always happy to share our secret, the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous which empower each of us to live well and be well, one day at a time. Thank you. And so, now is the time for open sharing. Please come to the podium if you would like to share and sign the recording release form. Please, that's right here. Please stick to the topic, and the timer will remind you to stop at three minutes. Okay. Please come up. I'm Kathleen, uh, Kathleen H, and I'm a compulsive overeater. I am. Hi. So, <clears throat> what? Have, yeah. yeah. Did you want to say something? Okay. Okay. Very good. Great idea. All right. All right. So I have been in OA for about 12 years, and it has been a wonderful program for me. I, I do OA How in the Bay Area. And um, I like the topic of this meeting. That's why I picked it. Each, way, each day that we live well, we are well. And what that means to me is I start each day, each weekday, by calling my sponsor. So we talk for 15 minutes each weekday. So I, and, and then after I get done talking to her, I do my readings. I do spiritual readings. And I, I always try to write something down. And it gets me kicked off to a good start. It does help me to 
live that one particular day well. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I also work the steps. I've worked them, I guess, at least three times now with a sponsor. And I'm always surprised at how much it brings up. And some of, some of what it brings up for me, I didn't realize uh, uh, I had a problem with lateness and looking at my background and all that, I understood why that was part of, my, part of me and part of what I was about. And um, uh, I'll just tell you briefly what happened there. When I was in grade school, I went to a, a, a private school right near my house. It was a religious school. And from the time I was in first grade to I was eighth, eighth grade, I was late every single day. And they allowed this to go on. They didn't stop this. Some days I'd get into school at 10 o'clock in the morning. And I learned from that that it's okay to show up late. The good people allow you to show up late. And I mean, the person who raised me was mentally ill. And, and the community knew it, so they allowed me to come late to school because they knew I was too young to get up for school. And, and so, you know, nothing was ever taken into account. In fact, one time a teacher saw me coming into school and she took me next door and uh, gave me breakfast. because She asked me, did you have anything to eat? I said no, and I was a little kid, so she, she gave me breakfast. So they understood the situation, but I got the wrong message. I mean, it's not okay to come to a bridge game 20 minutes late and left the other seven people sitting there waiting for you, you know. And so uh, I worked that through with my sponsor. The hard part was not learning to be on time. The hard part was really facing the loss that was part of that kind of a childhood. And so, you know, the showing up late really was a small part of it. I sort of had to heal what was real about my growing up. And um, the other thing I noticed is I, I took a lot of time. I, I took a lot of time in which I, I tried to to take responsibility when anything wrong happened, especially anything wrong happened to my children. And my sponsor said to me, you know, she listened to me for, oh gosh, over an hour. I went to her house at this point because we were, we were doing the steps really intently. And she said, let's talk for a while. So she invited me to her house. And I tried to convince her in the hour that I had done something wrong. And she said, do you really think you could have changed that? I mean, what do you really think? She didn't say, no, you know, you're not in charge of the world and you can't make it happen. Uh, she, you know, and by her really questioning me gently like that. But what happened, I guess the gist of what I'm saying with you is she knew my story in depth. And I talked to her every day. So she is truly a lifeline to me every single day. And I got to look at all the things that were so painful and difficult, take the time that I needed to, and so I, I'm not having to eat about them. I was able to, you know, emotionally deal with them a lot better than I would have with any other program. And um, uh, so I really feel the idea of when you, when you um, uh, live well, each day that you live well, you are well. I think that's a, that's a great topic for this meeting. Thank you. Anybody else want to come up and speak? Okay. Come here. Yep, this is good. Okay. All right. And would you throw one of the 
Hi, my name's Julie, and I'm a compulsive overeater. I'd like to thank you for your share, both the shares. Um, I Every day that we live well, wait, how does it go? Every day we, li- we live well, we are well. Yeah. And um, if you had asked me in 2012 what that meant, I probably would have just looked a little confused. Um, I, I started coming into the program early, a few years early, or, but I got more desperate and more serious in the spring 2012. And I came in and, um, I couldn't stop eating. Um, I would start eating in the afternoons around three or four, and just be eating until about 8 o'clock, and then my stomach was too full, and I felt sick. And I usually made dinner for my family, and then I would just go to bed and spend the rest of the evening in bed. And I didn't have any energy. I had headaches. I was depressed, and I couldn't work. So anyway, after I came into the program, um, there's different flavors of OA, if you will. The one that worked for me was OA90, but um, many people find many different um, focuses or um, regular OA meetings work for them as well. Um, I guess um, what really helped um, stabilize my recovery and helped me to recover and become abstinent was uh, my sponsor. My sponsor helped me um, plan and prepare for meals so I wasn't you know, I would start out the day, but then something would come up with family or something, and I wouldn't be able to follow through on what I wanted to do. But she showed me how with some preparation I could do that. And I got a lot of willingness because I was so desperate at that point. Um, how much time do I have, Kathleen? Okay. Um, so I guess addressing the top, and, and I lost 45 pounds. Um, uh, addressing the topic... Right now, what it means to live well is for me to um, to identify and the the areas not areas the moments when I feel afraid to be able to understand oh i'm I'm afraid of something and realize what it is, and then ask my higher power to help me and ask my higher power, what do I do now and sometimes it's really simple like okay, now would be a good time to go to the bathroom. Okay, I go to the bathroom. And then something occurs to me. Or why don't you walk down the hallway to the copy machine and do that because you know how to make copies. And I just started a new job. So there's a lot of things I don't know how to do. But I, I've learned how to make copies. Yes. And um, But there's, you know, there's other stuff that isn't, you know. So, so it's like I'm walking through my day saying, okay, I can't go there or or I'm afraid to go there. Now what do I do? And I ask my higher power, what do I do? My higher power, a thought comes to my mind and I do it. So that's another way to live well for me. And then the other thing is living well is um, I get very concerned about a family member of mine and who is um, struggling a lot with... um, problems that they create or things that happen to them. And I feel very troubled by their life. And, um, as I was sitting here listening it made me realize that I need to, um, 
practice emotional boundaries and realize that, um, that they have their own life they have to go through and they're willing to live with the consequences of what they do. Maybe I'm not, but they are. And I have to accept that they have their own life. They have their own process. They have their own negative emotions that they have to deal with because of stuff in their life. And, um, I have to stay on my side of the street. And when I try to protect my family member from the consequences of their own behavior, or I try to drag them over to my side of the street, because my side of the street is a happier place to be, in my opinion, <laughs> um, then I'm not living well. And at the end of the day, I have that much more on my step 10 to deal with. <laughs> so some of it is just awareness, like this has been going on for, you know, the last couple of days. And here it is Saturday morning in the afternoon. I'm realizing, oh, that's what I'm doing. So for me, living well, living well at 2.30 in the afternoon on Saturday means to let go of what's going on with my family member and to grant my family member the dignity to live their own life without me trying to mess it, you know, make it all better and according to what I want to do it, when I want to do it, for as much as I want to do it. Gosh, that sounds a lot like eating whatever I want, whenever I want, as often as I want. So, you know, it starts with the food, and then you end up dealing with core issues and family relationships and stuff. Thank you for listening. Is there time for more people? Uh, we have time for more people to share, sure. Please come up and share if you would like to. Hi, I'm Stacy, compulsive overeater. Um, I I guess I'll talk about um, you know they say you know living well is sort of you know the best revenge, right? Um, and um, so I, when I think about um, how to live well, um, I, I my mind goes to self care. And sometimes self-care seems completely overwhelming to me because I feel like my self-care list just is endless. You know, the things that I need to do for self-care sometimes is is very overwhelming. Um, and this is um, what this is my primary twelve-step um, program. I have two others that I'm in, um, and um, 
and I'm also taking care of some physical health. I'm taking care of, um, you know, a fam- I have a family. Um, and so, but what I've been trying to do lately, and then of course I, I feel like I'm also an empath. So I, I've been struck lately by the, the state of the world. And I think we all are right now. Um, or most of us are anyway. And, um, so I can get very down about, you know, how do I take care of myself when I feel so down about what's going on? Um, but then I, I've been reading, um, uh, some Pima children and, um, she's reminding me to just pause. And, um, that's been help. That's been helpful because when I pause, when I can slow down and just pause and literally just breathe, I can just think about the next right action and go, okay, you know, I literally, because I do want to save the world, literally, I want to save, I, I want to save all of you in this room and all of everyone outside the room and everyone outside the next room and the next room and the next. And so, and of course I can't do that. Um, and, um, I, I, for a living, I'm a, I am in service. I'm a teacher. And so it's kind of what I do. And, but you know, so I'm like, okay, slow the flip down, you know, slow it down. So when I pause and I start to breathe, then I'm like, okay, you need to eat something healthy. (laughs) What's the next healthy meal that you can eat? And then it's, you know, how can you work your, how are you working your recovery today? And when I can pause and take that breath, then things start to get sort of in alignment for my recovery for that day and then a little more that week. And then the more I do that, the more I'm living well. And then when I'm living well, even if it's just in that moment, that hour, or thinking about the week, then I'm more relaxed, then I'm less crazy, then I'm less um, insane, then, then the sanity comes in and I'm less in my disease. Because in some ways, you know, even though I have gotten a lot of recovery, I've been in program for th- over three years now, um, and I feel like I've gotten so much out of this program, um, the disease is always there. It's always there. Um, and so when I'm feeding recovery, I have, I'm, able to pa- I'm able to have more pauses, and I'm living more well. And when I'm feeding the disease, I'm not just feeding my face anymore as much, um, but I'm feeding the frenzies. Um, So when I can pause, then I can see those right actions and I can see the the saner choices and I can be more present with my family and I can um, make, you know, I can text my fellows and I can use the tools and I can, um, and I can be, be with my program programs really. So thanks. So I have to...
Say the black one, I don't see a black. Sorry. Oh, here's one. I'm sorry, it's underneath. Hi, uh, my name is Lina Vargas, and I'm a composer of reader. Um, and living well, eating, eating, eating well, uh, living well. And before this program, I'm so thankful for this program and all of you, because before this program, I, I was not living well, and that is because I was not eating well. And um, when I was not eating well, um, I was resentful, I was fearful, um, not focusing well. So not focusing, of course, I affected others and myself. Uh, I'm not living well, so affecting my, my surroundings. And... Um, not eating well, it caused me to be so hyper and so like living fast. And um, when the previous speaker was sharing about slowing down, not eating well for my system, it really um, speeds up and I um, skip the steps of my, uh, my daily living. Um, but eating well now, I'm more more at peace, more focused, um, more loving to myself, understand myself uh, more, and um, doing the the twelve steps. Um, this is my second time doing them, and, and each time. I discover myself. I discover uh, fears, and I discover uh, things about me that uh, I didn't know. And um, by discovering the reason why uh, this fear was there, why um, um, I was acting the way I was acting, um, then that brings sanity. My, to myself. Um, when I uh, when I don't eat well, um, my body gets deteriorated because when I was not eating well, my cholesterol was higher. Um, had migraine headaches. Um, my joints also reacted to that not over not eating well. And uh, I was carrying a big luggage over my shoulders, but um, eating well now I can I can live well, um, and not to carry that big luggage that I was um, that I had on my shoulders because the the program by eating well, twelve steps, helped me to unload. 
um, some of that burden, some of the fears and resentments, um, even to myself. Because I am the, the worst judge of myself, the worst critic. Um, somebody didn't let me know, it's like, you know, I'm not patient to myself and um, learn to forgive myself. Twice. How long do I have? Another minute. Um, so this program works. And I used to think that weight was all I needed to, to, I was just pounds, you know, losing my weight. That was it. But it's not about weight. It was not about, keep, uh, as weight is very important to me too. But it's not all about weight. It's about eating right, to live right uh, physically, mentally, and spiritually. I'm not signing a release because I don't want to be recorded. My name's Lois. I'm a compulsive food addict. Um, sorry, I missed your share. So for me, when I first was sitting down, it's like, okay, so someone can get up and share. I was thinking, but I didn't hear the share. So for me, um, living right, or was it? Living life to be well has nothing to do with the food because this program isn't about the food. It's about an outward manifestation of a deeper problem. For me, sometimes that is my life because I have lots of things going on right now and none of them I like. But if I was into the food... I would not be well at all. And so for me, I need to weigh and measure and take one meal at a time to be well. Because my problems aren't going away. They may get better, they may not. I have no control over it, only God does. And so that's what I do. I take one meal at a time and one moment at a time because that's all I've got. And um, again, I'm sorry I missed your share. <laughs> and I can be obstinate, but when it comes to my program, I need to do what I need to do to live well. Thank you.
I want to thank the committee for putting this convention on. Where do I sign? I don't know where you are. Okay. Again, I want to thank the committee for putting on this convention. I know it's a lot of work. Um, you know, I want to piggyback um, what the young lady said. I, too, want to save the world, except for I want to save kids. So I have a tendency of um, going off the deep end and uh, trying to fix people, places, and things. Since I started coming back to OA Howe, um, I've had a moment of clarity here and there. Um, and what I've realized is that my disease doesn't, it's, it's um, colorblind. It doesn't care if it's white, black, green, whatever substance there is, um, I'll take it. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's my husband or if it's my first grandson or my last grandchild, I'll abuse it. Because that's what, that's what um, food does for me. You know, I have a built-in forgetter, and I'm selfish, and I'm self-centered. And I tell you this because I've just found this out. You know, I've worked the steps many other times in other programs, but I have to come here and admit that to all of you because when I'm in the food, I don't care. You know, I, I don't care about anything but what I want to do and what I need. Um, you know, my disease, it works really, it works a havoc in my body. It takes me to places that I've never been and that I return numerous times. You know, my pocketbook takes trips to the doctors, takes trips to the diet, whatever it is that's in. Um, I hate the social media now because, you know, I scroll through there and I go, oh, well, maybe that'll work, you know. So then I, I understand what is insanity. And today I just don't do those things, you know. I, in my life I've tried everything, you know, from shots to pills to food to protein shakes to whatever it is, laxatives, um, starvation, and that doesn't work either. I heard someone say about um, I have to feed my heart, you know, I want to feed my heart with good things, and I don't know how to do that just yet. So I'm willing to learn. Um, you know, I, I also realized something else uh, as I was sitting here is that I used to sit down and just, um, you know, accumulate wrappers and whatever it is that I was put, putting in my body, right? And, you know, recently I figured out that I'm just leaving them here and there and everywhere, you know. So that's a justification of, oh, well, it's not that bad. Um, change is change, and the only way I'm going to change is by change, and for me, that's coming to the meetings, talking to my sponsor, and, uh, you know, um, learning more about my food. So I just want to thank you guys. I, want, again, want to thank the convention committee. I know it's a lot of work, and uh, glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you all for sharing and participating. It is now time to close this session. Please stand and join hands as we close with the unity promise, which is not, oh yeah, it's on your, your page like this, if you don't know it.